It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 257, The Bethlehem Star. Psalms 8. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? human beings, that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. Imagine those magi with their crude astronomical instruments examining the heavens, comparing their charts and their zodiacs. They're out there. They're in the east, and they're watching for a star, a star that fulfills the word of Balaam and much more. They're watching. It's 12 BC, and the Magi are a religious class that determines who the kings of Parthia are. The Parthians, the enemies of Rome, and the kingdom that took Judea until Herod showed back up on the scene. They control much of the Middle East that Rome doesn't dominate. And the current king is Pharates IV. The Parthians are a nasty bunch. A review of their kings reveals just how ruthless they are and how they kill their fathers and their brothers to keep their power. And it's a mess to study. But in the middle of this mess, in this chronology, is the Magi. Much of the Magi are lost to history, but, you know, you can read, uh, you, you hear about it in the biblical time period of Daniel. You even look at Herodotus, and he speaks to the Magi as this kind of ruling class behind the scene. Um, and other historical references, they, they point to the Magi often. But Still, much of them are lost to history, but we do have the biblical connections. It was Daniel who, the magicians and the magi and even the warlocks um, of Babylon and Persia, they reported to him. And I have a strong opinion, and this is unproven, but to me, the connection is clear that the, the magi were appointed the fulfillment of the star prophecy of Balaam. And there must have been even more to it. And Daniel and maybe others empowered generations of magi to participate in the birth of the Messiah. And I imagine it like this. And this is me. I don't have a lot of references for this as much as trying to connect the dots. Daniel left a sizable donation or protected estate, if you want to call it that, to search the heaven, to fund the searching of the heavens for the star until the time came and to give gifts to the future king. And it was three gifts, but it it never really says there was three men or even three givers. There was three gifts. Most likely an entire entourage with military escort shows in Jerusalem and stands before Herod and asks, where is this new king? And it's no wonder the whole city was afraid and Herod was disturbed. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. It's 12 BC and they're still searching for this star. 
with their limited instruments, it was probably a collection of stars or alignment of stars in conjunction with some constellations in the heavens that they were looking for. Yet in 12 BC, they do see something in the heavens. They see Halley's Comet. Remember the comet that showed itself in 1986? And it appears every 75 years or so, an interesting number close to a generation. So it happens in this year. It's 12 BC. Lepidus dies in Rome, and Augustus takes his position, among many other positions, and he adds the title of Pontifex Maximus, the head of the state religion in Rome. Augustus is now the head of the church in Rome. It's only symbolic for now, but eventually emperor worship will erupt. It's his emperor worship that will lead to the great persecutions of Christians in Rome. And it's around this time that you see Augustus is the one who's eventually breaking all the pieces of the Republic and turning it into a a monarchy or what you label as an empire. And I can't help but point out that Halley's Comet will appear again in 66 AD. Josephus will call it a star that resembled a sword and then fell in line with prophecies of the destruction of the city of Jerusalem and doom befollowing it, which even Jesus spoke of. The comet will appear, this is Halley's Comet, will appear all through history from Attila the Hun's defeat at the Battle of Catalonian Plains in 451. In 837, Holy Roman Emperor Louis the Pious called a fast to the comet. And most famously, the comet appears prior to William the Conqueror's victory at Hastings in 1066. It's a sign in the heavens, a monumental sign in the heavens that typically reveals a reset of nations or a tidal shift in geopolitics. Not always, but patterns are fun to find in history. So I go back to 1986 and wonder if something similar happened, and it did. The end of the Cold War generally occurred around 1986 to 1987. The Berlin Wall wouldn't fall until 1989, but Gorbachev was secretly meeting with Reagan to limit nuclear weapons. Patterns in God's language are fun to find. Look up to the heavens. How does the scripture go? Genesis 1.14 And God said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. Psalm 19 The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes into all, goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. Now we arrive at another sign in the heavens in our current day, as our magi look to the heavens. Now the magi, they see the comet. They most likely see Halley's comet, but it's not what they're looking for. But remember, one of those theories, and there's many theories of, of this star that they're looking for, of, of the Bethlehem star, is it a conjunction of planets? Um, is it a supernova that they just see as a star? Um, is it something else? Other theories are it's just an angel. 
But one of those theories is that the star of Bethlehem is an alignment of multiple planets or stars appearing as one star. And I find it interesting. And when something inordinately rare or unexpected happens, some people actually say it's called the planets aligned or the stars aligned. Well, here we go. On December 21st, 2020, this Monday, the stars will align in a rare spectacle. Look for it on Monday night and even on the winter solstice. Here's an article from the Chicago Tribune, and I'm just going to pull it directly. I quote, On December 22nd, the winter solstice, two planets will appear nearly aligned, resulting in an event so uncommon it's befitting of the saying. At one time, astronomers may have felt it so closely resembled a Christmas miracle or perhaps the star of Bethlehem that they named the spectacle the Christmas star. The event is called a conjunction, said Shane Larson, associate director of the Northwest Center of Interdisciplinary Exploration and Research in Astrophysics. The conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn happen every 20 years, and most aren't very close at all. What's special this year is, is they're right, right next to each other, said Larson. These two planets have never been this close in the sky for 400 years, so no one really knows what it's going to look like because it hasn't happened since 1623 in Galileo's time. That kind of gives you a sense of the rarity of the event. This is not just a once-in-a-lifetime event, it's a once-in-our-history-since-we-built-the-telescope event. The star will only be visible for about an hour shortly after sunset, which in Chicago should be at 4.23 p.m. that day. The winter solstice is when the northern hemisphere has the fewest hours of daylight all year. Remember, it won't be the whole night. People wishing to see it will want to look to the horizon in the southwest sky. He said to look near where the sun has set and make a fist lining up to the bottom with the horizon. The top should be where Jupiter will be, and it will be the brightest star in the sky. Saturn will be much less so, but within about 45 minutes of sunset, a Christmas star should appear. It will set about 6.40 p.m. in Chicago. And that's kind of the end of the article. Isn't that amazing? This is a conjunction or convergence emerging Monday to show us what it could have looked like when the Magi caught a glimpse of a star in the East so many years ago. To conclude this episode of Message to Kings, let's talk about stars aligning. Let's talk about the messaging from heaven, or just look at it symbolically. For many, the winter solstice may not be like a noteworthy day, but the day has astronomical, cultural, religious significance for people all over the world. Celebrations of uh, these days and nature's continuing cycle has been common through cultures and history. In the Northern Hemisphere, the winter solstice happens in December. It marks a day when the shortest period of daylight and the longest night of the year. Although winter is a season of dormancy, darkness, and cold, the December solstice actually marks something amazing. Uh, and, and I pulled this, and it, it's very common for actually people throughout history to call the December solstice or the winter solstice the, quote, turning of the sun. And the days slowly get longer. It's this turning of the sun that really struck me. 
Look to the heavens. God is declaring something. An awakening of lights in the sky, divine intervention, holy moments, divine appointments, a turning of the sun. The Levitical blessing from Numbers 6.23. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. The Lord shine on you. The Lord turn his face toward you. Is that fascinating? It's the turning of the sun as the winter solstice. The Lord turn his face toward you, they say about the winter solstice, just as Jupiter appears to join itself with Saturn over the constellation Capricorn. God might just be shining an awakening light to all mankind to look up for the a sign in heaven which points to a mighty, miraculous Jesus generation being birthed on the earth. Check it out. Go out on Monday night. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I'm in Seattle. There's probably 10,000 feet of clouds above me um, for the entire winter. Um, I might not be able to see it myself, but please go see it for me. <laughs> um, look for the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. See if, ask yourself, would you travel hundreds of miles to see the king whose face would turn and shine upon you and give you peace?